1: Hello and welcome to the Winter Meetings in San Diego, California. This is a joint podcast of the Giants Splash and A's Plus. Myself, Henry Schulman, the Giants beat reporter for The Chronicle, here with Susan Slusser, the A's beat reporter for The Chronicle. We're just about through the first... Day of the winter meetings, uh, late in the afternoon here on Monday, and as we did last year, we're going to do a daily podcast talking about the day's developments in San Diego. How are you doing, Susan?
0: I am great. With Dame One, almost in the. I haven't written all my stories yet, Henry, but um, we'll talk quickly. But so far, so good.
1: Okay, we'll we'll speed this up uh, at like (laughs) 1.5 speed. Um, We. <laughs> you do that really well. Um, we're going to get into a lot of serious uh, stuff here today, but we were just talking about an anecdote that you had with Billy Bean right at the end of your, uh, you know, the daily media session with the uh, the general manager, and, and could you tell us what that was?
0: Yeah. So we were about on our way out the door, and he said something about Monday Night Football, and I said, "Oh, hey, hey how much have you been watching Kyler Murray this year?" And he got so excited and said, oh, "Kyler's on my fantasy football team," and um, and we all started laughing because, of course, as as everyone knows, the A's drafted Kyler Murray with their first pick two years ago, and he chose to play football instead, and the A's lost their first pick with with no compensation whatsoever, which, you know, that's brutal. But so he he now has Kyler Murray on his fantasy football team. He traded for him after week one. He said Pike Goldschmidt, who's one of the A's uh, front office uh, executives, analyst-type people had overbid for him, and then Billy traded for him. So he said, this time I used someone else's capital. I should have done that the first time that <laughs> so was good. But he loves it. So he said he texted Kyler Murray and said, hey, I, I've got you on my fantasy team. And Kyler Murray responded with an emoji heart. So I guess, no, they're, they all, it's a one big happy family still, even though Kyler Murray is not with the A's.
1: That that's absolutely hilarious.
0: Billy Bean, yes.
1: That's absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm going to talk about Madison Bumgarner in a minute, but uh, since we are talking about the A's at the moment, um, you had an interesting story today about a uh, left-handed reliever that the A's are interested in. What can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, my impression is the A's here at the winter meetings that the bullpen is probably their main uh, the main thing that they're trying to. You know, they're talking about second baseman. For sure. But I think they really want to get something done more in the bullpen. And they are absolutely looking at Tim Hill, who's a one-plus year of service time left-handed reliever with the Royals, which kind of made me laugh today because everybody else is talking about Strasburg and 2. $245 million, and the A's are getting a guy who, who's three, four years away from arbitration, really. Uh, that's the kind of guy they're going after. But he's a very good lefty who has good numbers against left, uh, left-handed hitters and right-handed Hitters. so with a three batter minimum if and when that comes into uh, effect he would be effective a lot of cost control um good ground ball numbers all the things the A's like uh and my impression is that the Royals um like the A's have a, a big uh depth of young middle infielders the Royals like a couple of those guys I think Sheldon Noisy might be tops on their list I have a feeling that um Frank Libretto might be the guy that's maybe more available, uh, but that's going to be something interesting to keep an eye on. If the A's do decide to go trade route, there are obviously some guys they're talking to in free agency. Uh, Sergio Romo is a guy who I think piques their interest, you know, at a you know depending on the price, of course. But uh, that's they're they're looking at, at at that area, and Tim Hill is definitely a guy they're looking at.
1: Okay, well, Sergio Romo uh, can still get right-handers out. Uh, like the best of them, with yeah. that, that Frisbee slider. Did
0: I see that? The, are the Giants kind of connected with him, too?
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think the Giants are more interested in sort of giving their their own current um, really younger relievers, uh, less experienced relievers, just to kind of try them out uh, in leverage situation. And this will go to a theme that I'm going to talk about in this podcast, uh, which is that Farhan Zaidi, uh, the president of baseball operations, Probably said in the strongest possible terms so far that the Giants are in a rebuild. It was hard to say that last year with Bruce Bochy in his final year, uh, but this year I, I think he, you know, he's making moves so far, getting rid of Kevin Pilar, letting Stephen Vogt walk. Uh, I mean, Will Smith—they weren't going to re-sign him to forty million dollar contract. But all all these moves are similar in one regard, which is it, it opens the door to younger players and. Farhan, pretty much in our session with him today, just flat out said that, you know, this winter, we're taking the longer term view, that it's not just about 2020, but also 2021 and 2022. And uh, I'm sure that you're smiling because you've heard this before.
0: No, I'm smiling because Billy Bean literally in his session today said... That's what GMs tell you when they know their team isn't going to be very good. It's like, hey, look into 2022.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, here's you said
0: you guys are on to us if you figured that out.
1: Well, we figured it yeah. out, and here's the concrete example. Okay, they they let Steven Vogt go. They, it wasn't the money. It was just a difference of giving him a second year at right. practically nothing. But the Giants have a catcher named Aramis Garcia, and they like him. He's right. he's kind of uh, sort of like been there for a while, but he's right. working really hard and they like him, they want to give him a look. They want to see if uh, Mauricio Dubon could be a real second baseman. They want to see if Jalen Davis uh, can actually become a power hitter in the majors. And uh, if, you, if you re-sign all these other veteran guys who aren't going to be here when you start winning, uh, then you're sort of defeating the purpose. This is, in, this is in, his, time to do it. in his point of view.
0: So what does this mean for Madison Bumgarner?
1: That is um, a great question. And uh, I think that if the Giants were in a position to win now, I think the Giants, they'd be making a stronger push for Madison Bumgarner. I do not see... A strong push for Madison Bumgarner. As I reported on a story that I posted uh, right after our session with uh, Zaidi and Scott Harris and Gabe Kapler, uh, they are meeting with uh, Bumgarner's representatives here at the winter meetings. I'm not going to say it's a courtesy meeting. I wouldn't go that far, but you don't get the impression that Bumgarner is a really high priority. They are looking for starters, plural. Farhan believes he may be able to get a deal done with, with a starter uh, before he leaves here in San Diego. But it, it probably not going to be a, a guy they're going to give five years and $100 million to. And that's what Bumgarner probably wants. There's a report out there that he does want a nine-figure contract. Oh. and
0: Is he going to get one?
1: You know, uh, it. I think that uh, even though Zach Wheeler was on a bit of a higher level because Zach Wheeler throws 98 and Bumgarner throws 91, He got 118, I think it was, or 115 or whatever it was. And I think that Bumgarner could get close to that. And as more and more pitchers go off the board, Bumgarner becomes more and more attractive uh, to teams like the Twins, to teams like the Braves, uh, Yankees, Phillies, teams that are looking for starters. I just
0: don't know if he's that level of of a starting pitcher anymore. Great guy, great career, but I mean, 100 million potentially plus. That just seems like an awful lot. For somebody with this age and the track record is not as good the last couple of years as it was, you know, and it was remarkable, you know, years before that.
1: Yeah, he's a fly ball pitcher in an era when the ball le- gets into yeah. the air it leaves the yard. I mean, what you're paying for with Bumgarner is, uh, if you're paying him 100000000 million, you're paying that so that when you get to the postseason, you have a guy with his pedigree. He is the, the lowest ERA in postseason history for, right. you know, whatever the minimum number of innings are in. It does seem that Farhan has been sort of, uh, without saying it, he has been sort of Trying to give the fans a heads up that, you know, this probably is not going to be. Not going to be happening. And, no. And why yet. would the
0: Giants do that? Like, even if it's say sixty million, why would they do that? That doesn't make sense to me.
1: It, well, for sixty million, they could maybe argue that it's a uh, it's a good public relations move. I don't oh, know. Geez. if I don't know if that's a we good. We really
0: cover different teams. <laughs> yes,
1: we do. We really do. Uh, and and speaking of your team, there, uh, I want to ask you about the priorities that are here besides Tim Hill, and we'll get to that right after this. Welcome back to the Joint Giant Splash and A's Plus podcast. Henry Schulman here with Susan Slusser. So we talked about pitching, starting pitching being probably the biggest priority for the Giants here at the winter meetings. What would you say the biggest priority is now for the A's? We covered that a little bit in our in our uh preview uh podcast but now you've had the a day here and you've had a chance to talk to uh, Billy here.
0: Yeah, Billy and both Bob Bob Melvin and Billy Bean were fairly clear that the second base job is wide open and is not necessarily from in, somebody inside. They've got two second basemen who are out of options in Jorge Mateo and Franklin Barreto. Uh, Barreto's the lone guy left from the Josh Donaldsons, right? Uh, and Sheldon Noisy who looked nice in September, and like he certainly could handle the job.
1: If he doesn't go to Kansas City right. in the Hill deal.
0: Right, right. I think the A's would probably be more apt to, to send somebody like Barreto, but um uh, he, they would like a left-handed bat or a switch hitter, and that seems like a good spot to get somebody um, and maybe a more veteran player. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if the A's second baseman... Next year is not currently on the roster. I think they would might make a move either via trade or or possibly free agency to to do that. That's that's their biggest need right now is second base. That is definitely not settled. When you ask them, they basically say. I don't know. It could be anybody, and yes, it could. When I flat out asked Billy, "Could it be somebody from free agency or trade?" He said yes. So
1: you didn't ask him about Joe Panic, did you?
0: I did not <laughs> ask about Joe Panic, but um, yeah, pretty much anybody that's left-handed or switch hitter, I'm sure is getting a call. Well, he's, so
1: he's definitely left-handed. The yeah. thing about Panic is that he does not—he's not versatile. He—I uh, mean, besides the fact that he's declined, he—he yeah. he, he can't play any other position besides second base. And the A's like guys who, you know, you can move around a little bit uh, around the diamond, that's right?
0: True, but they had a second baseman last year who couldn't throw so i mean panics to be a, a upgrade defensively
1: from profar i didn't know that steve Sachs was the giant sec, or the a second baseman <laughs> yes. last year how about a guy like here's a guy i think that could actually be a target of both teams eric sogart yeah. a guy that the Definitely. a's know very very much about Definitely. farhan today was saying you know far, look they have mauricio debon at second base he's right-handed donovan solano at second base he's yeah. right-handed Evan Longoria at third base. He's right-handed. You, yeah. can, you know, Sogard is a guy who can play the infield and the outfield, yeah. and he's left-handed. He is the perfect guy for both teams, right?
0: Yeah, he really is, uh, and a you know, just a solid guy in the clubhouse. Great reputation, deservedly so, and uh, somebody who tends to go on tears. For like two or three weeks, sometimes even a month, as we saw last year, and can carry a team for that month. Now, the flip side with guys like that is they typically have like a couple weeks to a month where they have the downside. But if you're smart and you can play play that and have him as a hot hand at some point, man, he... He's a, he can be a really good player. and He's a smart player. Uh, it's not just the glasses. He's actually a smart player. He's got great instincts. I think that's a good match. You know, at the right price, I think he's great. Um, you know, the, the A's keep mentioning the 26th man kind of player. When you start thinking about that and a guy who's you know, versatile and would, would uh, provide a left-handed bat when needed. Uh, ben Zobrist, if he is playing, he, he's he been telling people that he's 50-50 on whether he plays, he's got a family situation with kids he has custody of. Um, uh, so I think he's that's still up in the air. But I could say the A's love bringing back their former players. They know them. They love Zobrist. They love Sogard. Uh, those are guys I could definitely see. Um,
1: yeah, Zobrist.
0: There are, there are several left-handed hitting second basemen out there. So I, I think the A's are probably talking to
1: all, all of, of them. them. Yeah, Zobrist, I'm a little skeptical about him. The Giants made a big push to get Zobrist when he was yeah. a free agent. Yeah. And he picked the Cubs well, basically because uh, it was an hour-and-a-half flight to his home in Tennessee. Right. Right. And I don't know that he'd be willing to come out to the— the, the West Coast. Uh, the Giants have an interesting situation where they want to get a left-handed infielder, but a right-handed outfielder, because with their their outfield situation now, they have Steven Duggar, they have, uh, you know, they have Dickerson, they have, um, you know, they uh, Yastrzemski, They're all left-handed, right. so uh, they need a little balance. And you actually just brought up something that Farhan alluded to um, with the twenty-sixth man on the roster. He said you can actually. Build a roster thinking a little bit more about left-right matchups Absolutely. than you can when it's a 25-man roster, and you really just have a hole to fill, and you got to get the best player available. Yeah. I mean, has Billy or or David Force mentioned that at all?
0: Um, they have specifically said, when talking about the 26th man, they have specifically been saying left-handed hitting utility player. They already have a right-handed hitting utility player. In my mind, I actually think it's probably... You know that they are probably going to get a left-handed hitting second baseman, um, and then do whatever they deem they need to with the twenty-sixth spot. But uh, yeah, it's certainly. I think they are definitely hitting in the in the case of the A's. I think that that's probably both both of those things would probably be left-handed player because they are so right-handed heavy. The A's and Giants should just swap an outfielder because the A's have three everyday right-handed hitting outfielders. And the Giants are all left-handed. So.
1: Well, maybe they'll take Chris Davis. Can Is he is he a good defender? Is he cheap?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Chris Davis. I think he's going to have a big bounce back here. Uh, you know what? He's better in the outfield than people think that he is. Okay, okay. He actually got hurt last year and probably killed his season, making a spectacular catch in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, well, in, in San Francisco, we, we say that uh, we call it the Pat Burrell test. Oh, if you can play if you can play left field at Oracle Park as well as Pat Burrell did uh in his last <laughs> season in the major leagues when they won a championship yeah. with him as the left fielder then you then you know then that's you the can bar. exactly that's the bar okay all right so before we finish for today just a quick bottom line question you think the a's make a deal while we're here in San Diego
0: I think they do something I'm not convinced that it's going to be something major they do like to kind of Keep their, you know, if if they can figure out a way. Billy was talking today about how the fact there are fewer and fewer trades here, and it gets harder and harder to deal with teams because everybody has the same evaluations of every player, and they're all trying to do the same things. But my guess is that they are trying to get like a multi-team trade done, maybe with Hill, maybe to get somebody else. And I think that they'll try to do something where they like pick something, somebody off, and like a multi-team trade or something. That that is my, I'm I'm going out on a limb and saying something like that. It's not going to be huge.
1: I just but keep waiting for the first three-team deal, of the Giants, because the Giants would never, never do, that, do that, that under. They never do that. Um, well,
0: let's get them talking. They love Farhan anyway.
1: That's right. Um, I think the Giants could have a, a new starting pitcher. Uh, they went after Cole Hamels, and that's I think the kind of guy they're looking for. Yeah. Maybe a one-year deal uh, at a high at a high value. Mm-hmm. They want somebody to eat innings. I think they could do something here. That's the sense I got from mm-hmm. for Farhan. Uh, and if not here, you know, maybe in the day or two after right. after right. the meetings. I kind
0: of consider this whole week because. So, yeah. so often we've seen stuff that happens either Friday or Saturday after the things break up here. Um, sometimes when we are on planes well, going yeah. home. Ba-
1: Barry, Bond, <laughs> Barry Bond signed his last contract with the Giants, that one year, $18 million when contract when everybody plane. was on the plane. Right. Yep. And I, I think our food writer ended up writing that story yeah, for us. Yeah, the A's
0: finalized the Stephen Piscotti trade while right. I was on the plane. And, all my, right. and my husband would have been on the early flight with <laughs> Billy Bean, I'm still upset about that.
1: Okay, that's that's a story for another podcast. Well, thank you, Susan. Uh, this was our day one podcast. We're going to talk uh, again after day two and again after day three. I really enjoy doing these.
0: Fantastic. This is one of my the best times of the year is because we love talking this stuff and people like listening to it. So,
1: great. All right. Au uh, revoir. Woo. Well, thanks again for listening to this joint A's Plus and Giant Splash podcast. Susan Slusser and I will be doing podcasts every day at the winter meetings here in San Diego, California.
0: A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.